0: Hey. Thanks. (laughs) Thanks, Ben, for the introduction. Yeah, uh, I can think of no better way to just open a message by saying that I just love God. Um, And I thank him for the greatest gift that he gave me, which is probably my family and my wife, Lauren. Uh, We're now in two and a half years of marriage. And yeah, yeah, it's great. Uh, it feels like honeymoon season still. I know that's true and true, but we've gotten to do a lot of amazing things, um, and we still are looking forward to amazing things down the road. I mean, even last night we went to Disney on Ice in Manchester. It was a lot of fun. If you have any kids, I mean, goodness, take them. Um, if they have any more showings, go. It was a ton of ton of fun. Um, but yeah, my wife and I just we're enjoying it. We're having an amazing time together, and you know, two and a half years, but there are things that we just haven't gotten to quite yet. Uh, One of those things being our wills, kind of important, should probably get to doing that. Maybe some of you right now are like, oh crap, it's been 20 years. (laughs) I don't know what your story is, but yeah, I mean, it's just not been a priority for us. Uh, You know what else hasn't been a honest moment of priority? It's been exercising. Here, here, right, it's New Year. Many of you got New Year resolutions. (laughs) I see Ben posting stuff with his wife at Orange Fitness almost every day. I'm like, man, like, and he did it before New Year's, so he's the real deal, all right? Real deal. Yeah. Hitting it hard, hitting those dumbbells, and I'm like twirling my thumbs, <laughs> watching, and I'm like, maybe I'm the dummy. I'm, I'm not going, and I'm not doing anything, but my wife feels a bit different about it uh, than I. I'm not, okay, I am maybe opposed a little bit. I mean, it's expensive. Um, you know, exercising, it takes some energy take some work to go do that and some willpower for sure. Um, but, you know, I get it, we're a team. We're meant to do this together, but I don't know, I gotta get through that, um, and I'll admit it, she's right. Right, men, husbands, yeah, she's, she's right. Uh, we all have wills and independent desires, um, especially when it comes to stuff like that. And, you know, I want this, you want that, we all struggle in this. Whether you're in relationships, in marriages, friend circles even, uh, work environments, or even our faith journey with God. We struggle with this area of wills. And so, like Ben said, we began this series called Dangerous Prayers. So let me ask you, are your prayers dangerous? Maybe you don't know what I mean by that quite yet, but I'll be honest, my prayer life Uh, certainly is not dangerous, uh, nowhere near it. Uh, More likely it's been lazy or lousy, (laughs) kind of like my exercising, like just lack of discipline there. Um, You know, but the contrast here is that with danger, there's safety, right? I mean, that's the opposite there. And so maybe you're like me and you've been doing safe prayers. So most of my prayers are safe. God help me, right? God bless me and keep my family safe or do this thing for me. And it just becomes this, me thing and not so much about god thing and and it just feels safe, you know? I like to feel safe. My wife likes to feel safe. Maybe you like to feel safe with your family. And so our default mode for prayer sometimes is that it's of self-interest. And it's really just what can I get out of this, God? Listen to me. And will you help me with this? And that's tension-filled, I mean, we're selfish. Um, it's as if we've made God into our personal Santa Claus, right, or a genie in the bottle. It's just grant me this thing so that my wills can be accomplished, or that my desires, and let's be honest, sometime align with you, and they're for you too, but I gotta be the first in my prayer sometimes to just talk about me. And that's a huge struggle in prayer walks, um, and maybe you're like me in that. There's a quote by Prophecy Monthly that I found online I thought was really spot on here. It reads, it has been my experience that when you really come to the Lord, He never sends you away unless you come to Him stuffed full of yourself. (laughs) I just think that's really appropriate. Uh, Maybe we do that in our prayers. We're we're so safe in what we have for ourselves, both in the material world and society, and just the security of, I don't know, maybe being an American, or just being an individual that has a lot of things and wealth. I don't go to God for things because I'm full of myself. <laughs> I'm full of things, um, and so I don't go to him even just to seek his needs, because guess what? Even if I'm gluttonous, I still want. I still need, and we seek that out in him and that, so it's so true. I love that quote. When Jesus taught his followers how to pray, I think he knew um, instinctively that they would pray safe prayers too. And so the disciples back then are no different than us now, I mean, really, they're not. I'd love to meet them one day, maybe in heaven we'll just be like, yeah, yeah, dude, me, me too. But what they needed was to be taught how to pray dangerously. So what are dangerous prayers? Let's talk about the contrast here, safe versus dangerous. Uh, Safe prayers are easy, right, they're just, easy to say, easy to do, easy to think about, easy to just pull off maybe, they're comfortable. They tend to just be prayers that are filled with comforting things for me to hear and to feel and experience. They're fast and rushed. Um, If your prayers are fast and rushed, they might be safe. They may not allow time for God to give a response. And they're wordy, surprisingly. For how rushed they are, they're full. Right? They're, they're full of words and they're full of things that we want to fill them with and say and do and they're safe. Also, self-gratifying. We just talked about that. But the contrast to safety is dangerous. So the dangerous prayers are difficult. They're very difficult. Uh, it, it's disciplinary to pull off a dangerous prayer and doing it routinely, which is why our default mode is safety. Right? It's just tough to do. It's difficult. And it's uncomfortable. Uh, Sometimes it's uneasy for us to sit in moments of the silence or sit in moments of waiting for God to be able to lead and direct me through my prayer walk. Or maybe you feel like, okay, not just is it uncomfortable, uh, I don't like giving God that time. So they're not time sensitive. Dangerous prayers aren't time sensitive. We need to allow our prayer time to be able to let God dictate how our prayer walk in life and things that we need in our life aren't just coming from us but coming from him. They're patient, hence the moment of silence. It's awkward, I know, and you get through it, but it also requires you to be slow to speak. So dangerous prayers require us to be slow to speak, not wordy, not rushed, and not to be self-seeking, which is the ultimate root of it all. So don't pray it safe. That was my one clever moment in the message. <laughs> but, the, uh, but the value of dangerous prayers, what's the value here, right? So dangerous prayers take the focus off my life and put it on God's will for me, his creation, and for his whole kingdom. Dangerous prayers take the focus off my needs and put it on what God's needs are and wants are for us and for others. When Jesus taught his followers about prayer, he said this in Matthew chapter 6, verse 10. This, then, is how you should pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. I grew up in a private Lutheran school in Illinois, and so I rehearsed this every day, every single day. Um, And so I had it memorized, but I didn't really know what it meant. But if you reread it, you might catch it. It says, your kingdom come, your will be done, on Earth as it is in Heaven. You see, Jesus is reminding his disciples that the mission or the goal is to bring Heaven to Earth, not the reverse. And I think we do that often. We try to give God our Earth and bring Earth to Heaven, and say, "Oh man, I'm you know it's so unreachable. It's so high up on the shelf that God. I I just need you to have what this mess is here and." take care of it so that I can be blessed here and maybe bring a little bit of your heaven down for me. But what God's saying, no, like heaven is for everybody and I want you to bring it down and to be used on earth for everyone. And so that's the big difference here. So don't get those reversed. So that's his mission for his disciples and it's our mission. Dangerous prayers bring heaven to earth and impact earth. Now when heaven comes to earth, here's likely the results of what we get when heaven comes to earth. People of all kinds, from all places and all walks of life, love each other unconditionally. That's what happens when heaven comes to earth. When heaven comes to earth, there is real peace. War is not even imaginable. When heaven comes to earth, there is no hurting, no hunger, and no pain. When heaven comes to earth, no one is left on their own, abandoned or alone. When heaven comes to earth, families don't (laughs) fracture. They, They don't break apart. People don't hurt one another, and the world becomes a place where grace and generosity are not the exception, but the norm. When heaven comes to earth, no one is far from God, but everyone calls him Father, and for that to happen, Jesus teaches that it begins with a dangerous prayer, simply, your will be done. This dangerous prayer of your will be done is challenging because it, deci- it, it means deciding what's most important, right? My will or his. Not mine, but yours. It means surrendering to God's plan, not your plan. It means trusting God with your whole life rather than making all the shots or all the calls, Um, and I tend to do that. Uh, Growing up, my dad and I were at odds um, at times. Not all the time, but enough to remember well. You know, any of you can relate. Um, But yeah, I have a family photo actually, I would love to share. So this is from Christmas, this past Christmas, a recent photo, Uh, so that's my wife and I, Lauren, and my mom, and my dad, and my brother, who's nine years younger than me, but he's a huge football player. Like, dude, I I visit him, and they're in Illinois, um, and I really enjoyed our visit with them. Um, And so, yeah, I actually have more of my mom's personality uh, through and through, even though I look like my dad. I mean, I see my future, not in a bad way, (laughs) but yeah. I mean, there, there were days that we just argued and that we fought because I was right, right? <laughs> and we just struggled for the last word constantly. It must be this thing about guys. Um, I don't know, maybe I am like him more than I think. But it hurt us both. And the thing is, my dad just wanted what was best for me. Uh, his will, while not perfect, was, I, and I still believe today, just for God to develop me into a man after his own heart, God's own heart. And that might not be the goal of every parent, um, but I believe it is the will for my dad, and it took me many years to learn that and figure it out. But we are called to honor our parents, right? When I was young, I often thought I had to completely abandon my will so that I can accept my dad's uh, over mine. And sometimes it took time. I can be stubborn, though. God gave us all free will, right? I mean, he loves that. He gave us thoughts, independent desires, interests. It's what makes us unique. Wills are a great thing. I think my dad just simply wanted for me to listen to him, maybe trust him, right, just to add some trust, and instead of ignoring, dismissing, or denying his will, maybe I could maybe redirect my will to be aligned with his um, in some regard, right? And honestly, I'm sure every parent in the room is like cheering right now. Yes, my, my, my child, please listen right here. But God's saying that to us, like his children. He wants us to trust him. He wants us to listen. He doesn't want us to dismiss, ignore, or disobey. He just wants us with our own free will to choose to put his will above ours while still having wills of our own to freely live out and do and experience and enjoy. So dangerous prayers are honest. I know safe prayers are too. But if dangerous prayers are also honest, it's like another level of honesty that it can take us to. Because remember, it's not self-seeking. So our Father, God, is good. He wants to hear your wills, even if he already knows them. He knows your wills. But express yourself openly. This is a relationship. Share your feelings. Lament, if you feel your heart is compelled to, what he doesn't want is for you to shy away or turn away, right? Parents, you, you get that, too, with your kids. Jesus spent intentional quality time with the Father. Dangerous prayers are best when you retreat from the noise of the world. And a lot of us need that. It's hard to practice dangerous prayers when we're constantly, right? Like the things we share about safe prayers, they're in a time schedule, and there's all this. Because I know New Englanders, like we, you guys are go-getters, You have to be on time for things. In the Midwest, it's like, oh, we'll be on time for 10 minutes. I talked about it with my wife this past weekend. It was just a funny conversation. I'm like, yeah. I mean, I love New England, and we're very pointed. Dangerous prayers is, it allows you to practice a different habit, and that can be challenging. And they're best when you just take time to retreat from the noise. So in the garden, before taking on the cross, Jesus cries out to the Father this. And I believe Matthew Yes, chapter 26, verses 36 through 39. Then Jesus came with them to a place called Gethsemane and said to his disciples, sit here while I go over there to pray. And he took with him Peter and the two sons of Zebedee and began to be grieved and distressed. Then he said to his disciples, my soul is deeply grieved to the point of death. Remain here and keep watch with me. And he went a little beyond them and fell on his face and prayed, saying, My Father, if it is possible, let this cup pass from me. Yet, here it is, not as I will, but as you will. And you see, Jesus, as being God, has wills, right? But he knows and respects that this relationship with God the Father is where the authority and the respect and the love is intended to be placed, and he gives it to God the Father and he says, this is my feeling, this is, this is my honesty here and how this is going to be so hard and taking on the sins of the world. Father, be with me, but Lord, is there any other way? Please take this cup from me, but not as I will, but as you will. How we pray reflects our relationship with God. Ask yourself this, do you stature your will above God's will? How do you approach the throne? How do you start it? How do you go into it? Are your prayers safe, right? Where the relationship's all about you, or are your prayers dangerous, where you're engaging constantly in God's desires? Will you pray dangerously for heaven to be brought to earth? That uh, doesn't sound too hard. Or is it? For God, to use you as a kingdom worker and to share his love with someone new today. Are we praying that prayer? God, please give me one person to share your love with today. I, for the last five years in doing ministry, I've been trying to adapt that prayer of just praying for one person. God, please give me someone to share your love with. And it's been a good habit of practice because oftentimes when I pray it, and it's simple, I'm given it. I'm, God presents an opportunity, or he presents a person to me. And he's saying like, hey, here's a moment. Heaven on earth, right here, you. Through you. You get to be that. Some of Jesus' first followers took the challenge, right? They, they actually were like, Yeah, okay, uh, we're going to do this. And they began to pray this prayer together Your kingdom come, your will be done. We, we've heard that. And yes, God asked them to make sacrifices. And yes, God told them to go to different parts of the world and scatter and to just share his love with the world. And God asked them to do things they didn't think that they could even do, like miracles, like, uh, pfft, well, I can pray heaven come to earth, but surely not. I'm going to be able to do these things that Jesus did, right? There's pff, no way. Uh, but no, we read in Acts that this happens, we, we do. So your kingdom come, your will be done, they pray it, and God gives them these incredible experiences of sharing love with people. And here's my thing, uh, do they ever regret it? Do you ever regret a dangerous prayer? I don't think disciples ever did, and they may have been maybe not the first, but they probably felt like the first to just be the ones to really pray it and live it out and let God do things to them that they were miraculously just amazed by. And so, were they ashamed? Were they regretting it? Were they upset that God did this amazing thing through them to people? Never! No, of course not. So let's read, actually, from Acts chapter 2, verse 42-47. through 47. Here are the impacts that dangerous prayers has when you bring heaven to earth. And we get to see how prayers of like this throughout the lives of people are changed. Acts chapter two, verse 42 through 47 reads, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to so the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were gathered together and they had everything in common. They sold property. that's hard, Uh, and possessions to give anyone who had need. They brought heaven to earth for for people. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad, sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. For them, and for us, this is living out what the mission is, what Jesus was saying, Father who art in heaven, may your name be great, <laughs> hallowed be your name, may your kingdom come, may your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. I know it sounds like I'm driving to nail hand because we, we need to hear this. We don't practice this enough. I know I don't, but it's really hard to pray your will be done, because I'm willful. You're willful. For you, it may start with your family. Uh, my wife and I talked this past week, and we've decided to start exercising at the YMCA, and we're gonna just do it at some point, because it's gonna happen, and it needs to happen. It's gonna happen. Hold me accountable. I'm just, I, I preached it, so it has to happen, right? So, uh, for God to impact your life and the lives of those around you, you've gotta start praying dangerously. Approach him openly and empty, right? Don't be full of yourself. So he can do an incredible work through you. God's will for you is simply this, to be a fully engaged Christ follower to be on adventure and journey with Jesus that is daring, life-changing, and full of purpose. Take a moment on your prayer card, which you may have or should have, and the seat backs in front of you. They look like this, dangerous prayers, prayer card. If you could take a moment to locate that, they're in the seat backs in front of you. So on this prayer card, we want you to take this moment to pray for something that your will needs to let go of something that God is placing on your heart to say, I need to, maybe it's one thing, for your will to be handed over to God, to surrender to God, to allow him to speak through, and whatever it is through this message that he was leading your heart to give back to him, to take lead on. So as we move into this time of communion, we have along the walls here, these kind of post-it walls. And if you feel really inclined, we would encourage you to challenge you and to move you to share with everyone else how God is leading you to pray dangerously. So we ask that in this moment. So if you're ready for something more, whoops, there it goes. If you're ready for something more, start praying the dangerous prayer, Lord, I'm ready for your will to be done in my life. Let me pray. Father God, we just pray for this moment, like many moments. God, that we can just be disciplined and that we can be intentional and to allow you to speak into our life. It's a new year. I know we have a lot of desires, a lot of wills, plans. God, I just pray that you lead those plans, that you guide us this year and that we can be a people who seeks one person to share your love with, that we are a people that seeks to bring heaven to earth, that we're a people that tries to empty ourselves so that we can approach you not full, but open and ready to move. God, thank you for dangerous prayers. And may you move me from a safe position and be postured into a position where we surrender it all to you. And we ask for this in your name we pray. Amen.